and welcome back. I'm PC and this is Grant. And we're here for another exciting and well-informed episode of... <laughs> Let Off Some Steam. I guess I'm, I'm left for exciting now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be well-informed. Yeah, we'll let somebody else pick up the slack there. Um, so yeah, so it's been a while. We had an aborted one where we watched um, Boy George and A-Team. I'm so disappointed that didn't happen. That was um, an abortion of a show. <laughs> For anybody that wants to watch it, it was there are no words. <laughs> no, just yeah, you can't describe it to someone. It's like the ring video; you just have to watch it yourself, <laughs> no matter the cost. <laughs> Seeing Boy George kick open a door with the A Team beside him is one of the things that will forever live in my memory. We're um, the A Team. <laughs> I'm watching a pub full of rowdy cowboys sitting and singing along at Culture Club as well as <laughs> so that's our recommendation for this yeah. show <laughs> just it needs to be done um, so getting back to our structure of sorts um, we've got a little question for you going with our our potential theme for this week um, so have you had two actors or two characters that you would like to swap places with who would they be or would you like them to swap? Yes. Okay, so I've gone for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rick Moranis. I, I can see I'll the way. I'll tell you my thinking behind this is, remember when you used to read the Beano and they would have like, don't let bullies kick sand into your eyes anymore on the beach, get this exercise thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was, was, was always the kind of looming shadow of the guy. Going, Why did you them bully you? Yeah. I think I th- I'm thinking Rick Moranis as before and after with the body of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> then getting his own back on the bully who is Rick Moranis with the face of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's just terrifying. <laughs> I've created by a picture there, haven't I? How about you? Um, I'm going to go with Wolverine and Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think I really need any explanation for that. I just think it's the trauma in Peter Parker's face if he came home to see and me slicing up things with Wolverine's claws would just be... <laughs> so you're thinking it would be Aunt May's face and Wolverine's body in that instance then? Yeah. You think an old man, Logan, just for the kind of ages? So. Oh, j- just to kind of make it a bit more plausible. <laughs> yeah. Like in Face Off, where they went for two people of entirely similar builds and ages. Yeah. No, they'll notice the difference here at all. Of course they won't. Yeah, if it wasn't already apparent, um, the the topic for this week is Cage versus Travolta, which is... Our face-off face-off. Exactly. <laughs> the face-off face-off. Who is the worst? It's a tough one. <laughs> this is, yeah. So we'll give you a chance to, to think about that during the rest of the episode before we get on to that, but it's definitely a difficult one. <laughs> There will be cheese afoot. <laughs> um, what we're also going to do as well before we kind of get into the main topic is do our movie fact that we've done previously. So I'll give you uh, a question and then give you the rest of the episode to think about it and then come back to me with an answer. Hit me with it. Hit you with it. So, in the film Face Off, mm. how many total kills were there between? the two main characters which was Castor Troy and Sean Archer hmm 
Is there any options for me? Yeah, there are options for you. So you have 20, 24, 28 or 35. Mm, that's a tough one. So that's a combined kill total, not just one character. This is the two of them combined for the whole film. <laughs> I'm going to make an, an, an early guess. Yeah. Early guess. Um, I'm going to say 35, but only 28 of those were killed by Travolta and Cage, and the other ones were killed by their stunt doubles. Because <laughs> that film has some horrendous stunt double work. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, early Star Trek with the, the Shatner body double that we used to have for Okay, let me crunch the numbers and I'll get back. <laughs> so, returning as well, the Daily Bugle of news. <laughs> so, Ash vs. the Evil Dead Ooh. has been renewed for a second season already. <sighs> it's not, it only came out, I think it was Friday, that officially premiered, and they've already renewed it for a second season. Well, the word on the street is, apart from some obvious CGI blood, it's a bloody masterpiece. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Now, I'll tell you now, I'm going to have a bit of a boomstick on display when this shows up. <laughs> yeah, with the king, maybe. <laughs> um, I know you'd be gutted by this news. Um, the Raid reboot has lost both its director and production company. Oh. <laughs> Who was the director? I don't even care. Oh, neither do I. No. I, just, I withdraw the question, happily. Yeah. <laughs> So rather than a moment's silence, what we're going to have is just a collective high-five that that's happened. <laughs> I was actually thought we'd got to the stage where they thought, like, surely Old Boy was the point where Hollywood said, okay, maybe this isn't such a great idea. Or The Ring. <laughs> or... I guess the point I'm making is Hollywood hasn't learned anything. No. They? They, they see a popular film or a franchise and think, you know what, we can do a good job of this. But those two Bring films, me Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise can play any character. But I don't see the point in doing this, because even... I can understand if it's a film that's been released and it's uh, something that's been released in, in the eastern, eastern side of the world, and that's what is popular. And you kind of get the drips and drabs where it kind of filters through and people are like, oh, you know, this is a good film, but it's not like a... I mean, it's one of those ones, though. I I don't know anyone who who's seen it who hasn't said this is amazing. <laughs> exactly. It's a bit like the first time where Ong Bak came in, and kind of before that, your your contrast um, before for the big martial arts epic like that was um, Crouch and Titan Dragon, which was a lot more about the storytelling and the grace of everything, whereas that was just full on insanity. Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it's. It's like a gateway drug, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, it's not for serious drug takers. <laughs> like cocaine is. <laughs> and heroin. Just in case you're wondering, this really is happening. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not endorsing that. I'm, I'm making an analogy. <laughs> one that's, one that's, close to my heart. And that's your defence and you're sticking to it. Yeah, um, mm. let's stop moving, this just Moving swiftly on. Um... So we've also had a trailer for Jessica Jones, which oh. is out in a couple of weeks. Have Speaking you boomstick. Yeah. Have you seen this? I have. Yeah. I'm really liking the theme of this. Um it's not a character I'm overly familiar with, but just by I actually looked for Jessica Jones on my tablet, which has got kind of fifty thousand odd Marvel titles on mm. I've got the app, I'm not just stealing them all. Yeah. I'm partially doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think there was only one issue of something else she was in out of the whole of that collection. 
But yes, I mean, this is... To be honest, I'm not familiar with Iron Fist or Luke Cage either. I'm familiar to him only only from crossover stuff. Mm. Uh, It's the same thing as well with a lot of it, you know, with its crossovers with things like the Avengers and, you know, within the comics and the cartoons and things that you kind of have these these characters that are kind of bled into an extent. Um... But yeah, um, I'm quite intrigued with the way that they're doing it, and David Tennant um, should make a very, very interesting villain as well. Um, because the whole concept supposed to be is that she's a failed superhero who mm-hmm. is manipulated by a villain to, I'm assuming, kill civilians or kill people, and she's basically dealing with the fallout and the trauma of that. So she basically turned into drink and unsolicited sex to kind of cope with that. Again, here comes an analogy. <laughs> no, no analogy required. No, that. not at all. There's also, um, there's, there's been tellings of one of the most famous scenes from the comics involving Luke Cage and um, Jessica Jones is supposed to also make an appearance during the season. Because mm. they're partners famously, aren't they? Yes. So, but yeah, that looks as if it's going to be another... Once you go black, you'll never go back. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, moving swiftly on. Um, I actually think, though, like Daredevil has set the bar very, very high for this. Yes. And that can only be a good thing, though, because that's never going to be a good Shield set the bar quite low. <laughs> it's good that they've done that, though, because it's a Netflix production and they've set the bar so high, they'll be worth trying to maintain that same <clears> level <throat> of quality. Well, it's definitely the same as with Netflix. If you've watched Netflix recently, the quality of what they're bringing in has gone down, but the quality of what they're making themselves has gone up, and it seems like that's a conscious decision from them. Yeah, House of Cards is a prime example of a show that's just... Maybe not so much with season two, but season one, just outstanding. Three some out of nowhere? Yeah. Did you get that far? No. In season two? (laughs) It's the thing that happened. Yeah. They, okay. they had a threesome with it. Oh, no, no, I did. Sorry, yes, I did. Yeah, that was awkward and weird. I'm amazed you forgot that. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, the other point we had, Gerald Leto and his incarnation of Joker. I had an interview where he has said that it was fun but painful. It was like giving birth out of his dick hole. I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> you know who Jared Leto reminds me of is you know when you work in an office and one person like takes the takes it very very seriously. Yeah. And when you're in like say a staff meeting and everyone else is like, okay, the staff meeting's over. Let's let's head out of here. He's got to be the one that asks a kind of buzzwordy type question about efficiency and productivity. <laughs> yeah. and- How this efficiency? increase our core competencies <laughs> how do we want to match our KPIs before <laughs> the way he's tackled this Joker role reminds me of that the whole sending a dead rat to the girl that's playing Harley Quinn and yeah the whole thing as well where they got they had their matching tattoos did you read about that yeah was it not squad but it's all spelt wrong yeah because it was not <laughs> we were getting them in individually getting different tattoos done and yeah I think we can just move on. Um, so we should move yeah. on to someone someone pushing themselves way too far into the role as the Joker. Nothing could go wrong there, Jared Leto. <laughs> Learn from your recent history. <laughs> Nothing like topical humour. 
So we'll now move on to the game with no name. Because <laughs> we do love that. So what I've got for you is an actor's character name from films. Ah. And I've got to work out who the actor is. Exactly. So what I'll do is I'll give you an initial three character names and that'll be for a value of ten points. Um, if you don't get on that from the second batch it'll be five okay and then for the last batch one hit me so Jerome Jerome Flynn nope just Jerome <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger nope oh. Cody Maverick <laughs> and Farber <laughs> Cody Maverick <laughs> um, Jean-Claude Van Damme nope <sighs> give me some more Right, so we're on five points now. Jenny Shaw, Kale, and Stanley. That one where he played a vegetable. <laughs> That's just really throwing me. <laughs> you, you'll get it on the last ones. I know you will. Stanley. Nah, you'll have to. I'll have to go for the lowest points. Okay. You will get angry. Chaz Kramer, Mott Williams, oh. Sam Witwicky. <laughs> Steve the Beef or Shia LaBeouf <laughs> to give him his English name see I knew you'd appreciate that I wonder what film he played Kale in he was <laughs> Kale was Disturbia oh I've seen that as well yeah and Cody Maverick was Surf's Up <laughs> <laughs> I see it's got um, holes on the list as well which is actually one of his better performances yes yeah because that was also um, so that was the start of his career yeah Mm, I'd like to see Sigourney's a weaver I tell you again nothing like going off the beaten path <laughs> oh it's a well beaten path with Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's involved <laughs> we are no way suggesting that Sigourney Weaver has a well beaten path or no no I'm I'm saying my path is well beaten <laughs> oh and this is why we can't go in these places <laughs> this is why we're court ordered to not go to these places. <laughs> this is why we'll have a disclaimer at the end of this episode. <laughs> so, shall we move on to our topic then? Yes. yes. So, Cage versus Travolta. Cage versus Travolta. So, do you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are for Mr. Travolta. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly in high and I think... This is like a two-footed challenge, and you're going to have nowhere to go from here. <laughs> I'm going to fly right in with Battlefield Earth. Ooh. <laughs> That's just dirty. For people who don't know, John Travolta believes that aliens came from another world, and they were like ten foot tall, and then volcanoes erupted, and they stayed inside there. I'm sure there's an anime that's been done for that as well at some point. <laughs> yeah, both him and Tom Cruise and yeah, others. I know that sounds like a bad sci-fi novel because funny story it is <laughs> written by terrible sci-fi author Elron Hubbard, who also wrote Battlefield Earth. as one of his nine million books that he wrote in his time. Nice link. <clears throat> so this is one of two Scientology-based movies that he made around this time. Hmm. For Michael, it's also a Scientology-based movie. Did you know that? I did not. All the powers he gains is this stupid angel that dies at the end. <laughs> you don't have to watch that now. 
we've just, power, saved, we've just saved you the pain of watching powers that you powers that you can get through Scientology you know like flying and invisibility if you're going to offend one religion you might as well just go through the rest okay, of them just okay <laughs> okay well if that's what you want no let's, let's gonna, just let's just yeah we'll just draw a line through that no no all I'm going to say is I think if Scientology was as old as the other religions it would be held in as high in esteem as the older religions the only reason it looks stupider is because it's newer so that's my view as an atheist <laughs> because stupid people endorse it oh Scientology yeah yeah there is that yeah <laughs> although pedophiles endorse some of the other ones <laughs> so how did we get out of this again <laughs> oh yeah Battlefield Earth and uh, believe it or not we actually do have a structure and script here <laughs> so Battlefield Earth yes. is, is terrible despite starring Forrest Whitaker which is almost impossible <laughs> it's quite an achievement they play the 10 foot aliens and Barry Pepper from Saving Private Ryan is the square jawed no brained hero who's there to save the earth and Direction wise, it's absolutely terrible. It's all Joel Schumacher style canted angles for the whole mm. film. The makeup is just hysterical. <laughs> you spend the first 20 minutes trying to adjust to the makeup, especially Travolta, because Travolta is he's not hamming it up, he's camping it up, which is a very, very odd choice. Yeah. He's hamily camping up. <laughs> it's, it's a pet project for them and you always got to watch out for them I mean Hudson Hawk's a good example of that too if someone's pet project is there and obviously Tom Cruise doesn't have any because he doesn't have a soul <laughs> but stay that's away why, from this that's one. why he's so short <laughs> yeah he had a the lack of soul is stunted his growth he had it removed <laughs> <laughs> right what's your first one um I'm actually going to go a bit more mainstream in my first choice, um, which is Con Air. Oh, and you're saying that's bad? No, no. I'm I'm doing it on the basis of being a memorable performance rather than. Um, ah, I see. Yeah. Was well, trouble is one is memorable <laughs> just for the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, regardless of because you always remember the performances from Travolta and Cage just purely because they're so fantastically over the top. But it's just ridiculous, and the few times that they don't go not, OTT. Not always, though. I think there was a time in Travolta's career where he was actually a genuinely good actor, and you're talking, you know, Saturday Night Fever, Carrie, The Devil's Reign, that kind of time in his career. Thank you, IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, he, he did a task. few films with. Well, he did Ur- Urban Cowboy. He did Blowout with uh, the guy, uh, Brandon Palmer, hmm. and I think. Staying Alive is where it really all went bad for him the first time. And then obviously Pulp Fiction brought him back. He made Get Shorty and that was the only other good film he made in his good time. Whereas I think Nicolas Cage, he had a period of amazing and then like a period of absolute terrible. Whereas Which he's still reading the crest of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much... Do, do you um, blame him for that with his money troubles though? Just, just, famously, for grab, uh, just for grabbing any title that came his way yeah famously bankrupted mm. no I mean that's the thing I mean there's been obviously his most famous role I mean, we won't really discuss because he's not really having it up as much in there as um, leaving Las Vegas 
You you think? Have you seen that film? Yeah. He is hammy as hell in that. <laughs> right. In comparison to the rest of the films that he's been in. <laughs> when, when you look at the cage scale... Because <laughs> let's be fair, the, the, the bar is quite high to start with, but... <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yes. So, Conair? Conair, yeah. Just purely on the basis of that accent. <laughs> Put the money back in the box. <laughs> The film I, that has a lovable paedophile in it, I do, I do believe. Yes. With uh, Steve Buscemi, isn't yeah. it? Oh no, he's a child killer, actually, isn't he? Yeah, but it does get exceptionally creepy with the point where he has the... Yeah. Yeah, but it's one of these things as well... But he where, has the camera pointed up, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Steve Buscemi does look a bit like a frog. <laughs> Hypnotoad. <laughs> no, that's but, um, the guy from... Sex and the City Chris Noth <laughs> everyone should go on his IMDb and look at his profile picture because he looks like the hypnotoad <laughs> which is why he gets so much work but yeah I mean that's the thing like for me there, there's, I don't know if it's just the same with Travolta as well but there's a lot of um, <laughs> we're looking at this <laughs> yeah we're going to look at this <laughs> so we're just thinking that, yeah, okay fair enough yeah <laughs> we all love Chris North <laughs> Okay, sorry. But, you yeah, but that's. I think as well, um, things like Connie are for me are as cheesy and bad as it is. It's like a guilty pleasure watching film, but it's the kind of thing where you can switch off and happily watch it because it's not quite raining into the so bad it's good. But it's like just for the performances and the fact it's the most ridiculous storyline, other than like snakes in a plane. So, so you you're trying to say that. Nicholas Cage is the worst actor because he's made decent films. An interesting tact to take. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> I think I'd say this, he, his performances, regardless of the quality, are always memorable performances. Apart from maybe something like, um, uh, what was the kind of Indiana Jones? Season of Witch? Oh, National Treasure. Yeah. Where National just, Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. It's just dull. Terrible. It's just dull. And it's got the guy for the hangover as the comedy relief. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Excellent. So, <laughs> should we kind of help you out here? <laughs> so, should you go to your second choice then? My second choice is almost an amalgamation of a certain type of John Travolta. It's the type you see in From Paris with Love, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, and The Punisher, which is. Bad guy, Travolta. <laughs> the facial hair. Yes. Yes. I think The Punisher, it's an odd film because it's based on the classic Garth Ennis Punishers, which are incredible. Yeah. It's got all the characters that you know and love, and yeah, it also has John Travolta in it. And it's bizarre because he's wandered over from another film. Yeah. He's wandered over from, I don't know, the 70s Spider-Man TV show. <laughs> I'll not hear the bad word against that. <laughs> oh, God. I just had complete flashbacks. I still had the films as well. Well, he's wandered over from Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> if you've not seen that, you must find it. Really, And I think people have obviously said to him in the past, you're a great bad guy. You're so good. You're so good. You've seen Broken Arrow before, haven't you? <laughs> Could be coming soon. <laughs> and um, I think why I hate it when he plays a bad guy is he seems to think Ham is bad 
Yeah. Like the, the cheesier someone is, the more you'll hate them. When is if he actually brought in like his charming performance into the bad guy, you think of him I'm no Tarantino fan, but him in Pulp Fiction yeah. or him in Get Shorty, imagine him bringing actually a little bit of gravitas that you have to show. wonder as well with these things how much of that is actually down to the direction um, rather than the individual performance do you not get though that no do you not get I'm not trying to defend it I'm just no, trying no, to make no, it just for discussion I mean um, uh, do you not get the feeling though that he's just kind of got to this stage in his career where it's more sort of yeah just do what you want just yeah whereas I don't think that same is true of Cage no it's more sort of if we tell him to do it a different way, we might have to engage in a conversation with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a bit odd, so we just look at But, you know, rein him in and he can still make a good thing, like kick-ass. Mm-hmm. doing an Adam West impression. Well, it's funny that you say that, because that was actually my next selection that was actually for kick-ass, where he plays Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Where, as you see, he is basically just playing Adam West, and he's in his—you can tell—he's in his absolute element doing it because he's just completely hammering it up like anything. <laughs> and that's the thing—I mean, the it works. Yeah, it does. It works in such a way because I think. But even like, when was the last time Nicholas Cage made you feel an emotion other than humour? But think about the bit where he's burning alive and he's screaming the mm. order that he's actually really good in that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's the film as well is a really bizarre one in the way that it, it does that because there's times where you kind of feel really grounded with it and other times where it just seems to completely take you out of where you are. <laughs> so, like, the last 15 minutes or so of the film, you're just like, what's going on? Whereas the, the scenes with kind of Big Daddy and with the kind of early part of the film where it's him kind of starting his career um, as a vigilante stroke superhero um, where it all has that kind of element of realism to it you know it's not a case of one man going through and barting his way through crowds he's visibly getting his ass handed to him speaking of debates of verses what do you think on the whole super versus kick ass because I would go super well that's the thing as much as you'll hate me for this I've actually never seen super it's on my list of films to watch and I've not seen it yet it's on UK Netflix it is on UK Netflix and also has Ellen Page which is always for me a good indicator mm-hmm. she tries to rape Rain Wilson at one bit there you go if ever there's a reason to watch a film that's <laughs> one for you <laughs> I don't know I'm selling you on this am I yeah so yeah so I think you're helping me here by making a case that trouble is actually terrible. Yes. I think that's the thing. I think so. You're making a case that for all the terribleness that Cage has done, you can forgive him it for yeah, the good that he's I, made. I think it's not even that. Even when he puts in a terrible performance, it's so entertaining because it's so far over the top that you can kind of enjoy. There's there's very few performances <laughs> that I've watched from him where you just kind of. You, you, you're not fussed one way or the other so things like I think Travolta's the opposite of that the way it's he's either good or he's f- absolutely terrible yeah <laughs> and that's the thing though like so for instance the film that I had to watch Trespass he was terrible <laughs> in that but from that clip that, I sh- that we shared on, the, on the, the webpage from that point of view because his performance is terrible but he's so far over the top that it makes it entertaining you can't help but engage with it because 
Oh, hate, you still live with it? Hate you with it, if you oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Just no need. <laughs> Just no need. For my last choice, I'd like to talk about another version of John Travolta that you sometimes get. Mm-hmm. Sandy. No, no not Grace. <laughs> Although I'm Although, guessing on that same vibe you're going to go with something that's close to that mark. <laughs> Staying alive. No, I was thinking you're going to go for hairspray. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> have you have you ever heard of Staying Alive before? Yes. Is that not the one that was famously done by Stallone? Yes. It's a sequel to Saturday Night Fever, mm-hmm. directed and written by Sylvester Stallone. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> He's practically naked on the cover. He was at least in good shape at that time. Yeah. Whereas now that would just be a non-event. <laughs> Can you imagine him in his... No. In his... Quote unquote fat suit that he's wearing hairspray. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of the Shatner about him nowadays. Yeah. There's a lot of girdle work going on. <laughs> a lot of body doubles, even when he doesn't need it. So, yes, I want to tell you about a film where John Travolta stars with Bruce Willis. Ooh, tell us more. Not Pulp Fiction. They worked together before that. Look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for anybody under the age of about 25, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. But it's um, definitely the highlight for Travolta's career before he did Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I do remember that when this film came out, I was exceptionally confused by the scene with the sperm <laughs> across the screen. We're talking 1989, so I'm nine years old. Yeah, we're, we're special effects. So <laughs> Where everyone's form. laughing and I'm like, hmm... I don't even have Google to help me out because I'm only nine. <laughs> Why is there so many tadpoles on the screen? What's going on? So, like in the same way where our friend Alan, he learned about the facts of life from the scene in Police Academy where <laughs> the guy's making a speech. I learned it from the start of like who's talking. <sighs> so yeah, this is the kind of hey, I'm jokey Travolta. Hey, I'm, I'm a charming, charming Italian-American guy. Pizza. <laughs> Yeah, imagine Joy from Friends. Yeah. 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 Only not as good, question mark? Yeah. Because he's in episodes and he's good at that. He's in that film with a monkey. <laughs> I'd rather watch that than look who's talking now. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Phenomenal. So you've got three of them. You've got Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking too, which adds Roseanne Barr as another kid. Yeah, that was it. And was it Look Who's Talking Now? When it was the, the dogs. dogs? Danny DeVito. It's that point where you really want to make a sequel, but you kind of know that you've kind of hit the threshold of where you can go with the, the previous. It's like, what can we go with now? Well, Look Who's Talking Now, the human plot in that, because it's the whole... In the first one, it's falling in love. In the second one, it's getting married. In the third one, it's like, we've run out of stories for... <laughs> We've so got stories um, and characters that we can use. So it's um, Travolta is being saucily um, propositioned by his boss at the airline company. He's completely oblivious because he's John Travolta. He doesn't pick up on any signals. <laughs> he's like, yeah, watch me dance. I'm John, John Travolta. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm taking him with it. <laughs> anyway... Yeah. Wild Dogs <laughs> you know the motorcycle movie yeah. he was in yeah where do you go from there 
know where I'll tell you where you go. You go Ghost Rider, that's where you go. Ironically, that's where I was going. <laughs> By far, one of the worst Marvel films. It's bizarre because he's such a fan of Marvel, isn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, famously, um, again, that we've discussed and, before, and he was, yeah. he's well, going to be Superman. He's going to be Superman. And that was the whole thing, that he was supposed oh, to be Superman the in the 90s. Best film ever made. <laughs> That would have broke Hollywood. That surely would have broke See Hollywood. See, like superhero films nowadays, none of these would be here. There needs to be, like, you need to get these Kickstarter um, things. You could do a Kickstarter for making an independent Superman film with Nick Cage in it. That would be fantastic. Do you know, Tra- just as an aside, sorry, do you know Travolta was on a film called A Love Song for Bobby Long? <laughs> what a terrible name, that was in 2004. Is that porn? <laughs> Sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> A headstrong young woman returns to New Orleans after the death of her strange mother. It sounds hilarious. I'm laughing already. Scarlett Johansson's in it. It's old. Oh, oh he's wearing a hat. Oh, in character. That's presumably before he went bald <laughs> and cut the hair of his action man and put it on his head. Before he took his face off. <laughs> His hair off. <laughs> Sorry, there you go. There you go. Completely lost my train of thought now. But yeah, it's in terms of the performance, and because of the storyline as well, and the direction, and basically everything in the film is just god awful. And it's one of the few times that a really OTT performance from Cage really doesn't help it. It hampers the film more than anything else. Because it's supposed to be a tale of. Basically, somebody giving up his speaking of wigs as well, eh? Yeah, yes, he's working this film. Yeah, and his very strange love for the carpenters as well, which they kind of (laughs) thought that would be a very um, jelly beans. Yeah, he's he's got very odd character ticks in that one, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got very OCD kind of characteristics. But but he he drinks the jelly babies out of a shot glass. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, because he doesn't drink. He just, yeah, it's a very bizarre film. The only, I think the only film that Marvel released that probably trumps that in terms of how bad it is is probably Electra. Howard the Duck. I'll hear not a bad word against Howard the Duck. <laughs> not the comics; they're brilliant. No. Finest ever. <laughs> to be fair, anything that was done pre mid nineties for any kind of superhero okay, films, mostly okay. apart uh, from Batman, Nick Cage. Agent of Shield, no Nick Fury. Agent of Shield. Oh, the, I called the it Nick Cage. The Hulk. Yeah, yeah. The Fantastic Four. Yeah. The new one of you. The guys in the nineties are like, yes. Finally, that monkey's off her back. <laughs> the most expensive turk they've ever made. As much as you sprinkle. <laughs> stars of whiplash on it it's still a turd <laughs> and I suppose we can't really go through these topics without discussing Face, face Off Face Off Face Off which was famously a Nick Cage improvisation man's a legend <laughs> so you've got Trouble as the serious one yeah he's, he's a serious and then they switch positions yeah and then 
Cage is the serious one, and I actually think he does a better job when he's the serious one than when he's. Oh, my name's Castor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I did like as well famously you know the point where they, they kind of first meet and they're speaking and you think and you go, god those guys have similar builds yeah <laughs> I've never realised how much they look almost identical to each other just with different faces almost as if you could take a face off one yeah and flab off one and nobody would notice I'm working this how great but, would that be though if you know how they they t- add the flab on yeah, the table yeah. That's How one. great would it be if at the end it was like the Travolta from Greece that showed up? <laughs> yeah, I got, got chills. Because I can understand the point of them because the, the whole thing being it's. If they can do that much to a man's body, why not just go the whole hog? Yeah, all right. If he's bringing back and saying, "Well, you know, we're going to put your face back," it's like, "Oh, well, if you're doing that, going <laughs> to put your face back and <laughs> the flab." If we're going to do that, surely it's like, you know what? This is our mistake. We've mucked up. You know what we're going to do is just leave that couple of inches yeah. off you and then you can just go back to your family your wife will be quite happy. It's like, no, we're going to put the flab back on you. We're going to take it off a dead man and put it back on your body. Hey, Joan Allen, I asked them to keep the love handles. <laughs> All right. It's just bizarre. But, I mean, it is one of the, the most ridiculous vehicles for a film, but God love it. It's yeah. one of these things where... You can't not love that it's a John Woo film like you know you have to but I mean that's the thing like the premise and the science behind it is just ludicrous I can tell you a John Woo film you can't love Mission Impossible 2 ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you've got local lad in there as well yeah he's come Degrees. from the same hometown as us yeah same school my mum as well idiot degree Scott I remember I used to be forced to watch um, Desperate Housewives and he was in that doing a plummy English accent. Oh, rather. Oh, spot of tea, my lady. <laughs> you used to wonder why. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, back to the question I gave you earlier regarding the. So, it's Travolta, right? Travolta. Yes. <laughs> Did we, sorry, did we, not, did we not answer that question? I, thought, I think we did multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought we covered that. Uh, so yeah, so for the movie fact with the, the kills, so it was 20, 24, 28, or 35. I'm going to go for 28. You would be wrong. Oh. It's actually 24. Hmm. So it's Castle Troy who was the, the cage, well, Nicholas Cage, and then, yeah. 20 kills and then 4 for Sean Archer so again Cage wins he does <laughs> you guys love that character and Nicholas Cage I know she didn't mention the wicker man <laughs> how'd I just, it get burned how'd it get burned <laughs> I just didn't think there was any point <laughs> you're right yeah there's some performances that we don't have to mention because they speak volumes for themselves I love him in um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of New Orleans or whatever it's called. Port of Call New Orleans. Mm. Absolutely love that film. I liked him in, um, oh God, what do you call it, um, Lord of War? Oh, right. I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's good. I'm still. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so the lesson I think we've learned today is if you want to look at how good Nicolas Cage's career is, just put him up against Travolta. <laughs> 
suddenly doesn't seem quite as bad. Hey, but I'm making a film here, I'm alright. And back to reality. <laughs> yeah, so um, next time we're going to do something else. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, but we've not quite decided on what it will be yet, but rest assured there'll be something else. Um, so yeah, um, see you later. Okay, bye.